I am fine. Thank you for asking, Jay. Um, happy New Year to everyone. Oh yes, Happy New Year, everyone and one and all. Um, it's been a minute, hasn't it? <laughs> a hot, long minute. <laughs> <laughs> Life, I know so much, guys. Life has changed so much. Yeah, but the good thing is, like, we are still here. We're still going, and we want to thank everybody who's just been rocking with us for the the past what two years now yes uh, <laughs> it's been a yeah we've been going for a bit now we're on this is our third season season yeah so i mean we had we did take a bit of a hiatus um over the last few months but like you said life and things get in the way but um as i said we are still here pushing out episodes so you can still continue to check us out because we will be uploading things um as regularly as we can (laughs) yeah life permitting but um definitely um we just i agree i will second what tinday has said but everyone been listening i've just done a quick recap i was saying to tinday off mic that i've had a quick check i haven't done itunes but i've done um spotify and it was just telling us you know we actually have international listeners so hello to everybody far and wide mm-hmm. and gone improved by 36 and we've gone up by i think it's six or seven percent now for you people that listen to major pop podcasts you know that have sponsors and all this and that we're just small small but we're getting there but we're still at small, small 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 <laughs> And we do, we do it for the love. We do it for the love. We love doing it. We love sharing our stories. We mm-hmm. love almost some, I'm not even going to lie, guys. It's a therapy for me as well. So therapy to get things off my chest, discuss topics. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we've gone, if those of you that listened to, to our last episode, you know, we, we both found that very therapeutic. It was very special, especially for Tinder. So, you know, we use it as a vehicle to express many things, joyful things, sad things, concerning things. And, you know. It is what it is, people. It is what it is. It is what it is. So let's get straight into it. I mean, um, we could do like a recap, as you said, as it relates to like, because, you know, it's the start of a new year. So you always feel like you want to reflect and stuff. But we're just going to get straight into um, what we, we plan to discuss. And I think will allow that discussion to tap into some of the things that we may have discussed previously right so our topic for today well yeah today is the strong black woman indeed indeed are we tired (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um so yeah over time you know over the years and recent and I think recently as well we've constantly been hearing um the the mantra that you're a strong black woman you are capable of doing all things just because you are a black a black woman and I know that a lot of um it's more or less I know Jay you've done a lot of research on this but um it's predominantly associated with the african-american woman but i think it does transcend across the diaspora to to cover like all black women the world feels it so sorry go ahead say that again 
America sneezes, the world feels feels it. So we know that America is very influential across, you know, internationally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely a, a term that's been coined in um, America. But I can just add one of my little research points in here that I actually um, found out. It actually was to combat the whole um, concept of being over-sexualized and kind of Jezebelish mm-hmm. in um, America. That's how black women were seen, very sexualized, hypersexualized, the Jezebel, um, very sexual, the kind of mammy and nursery nurse and nursing for European families. Mm. Um, so the strong black woman was kind of combat that concept. Okay. Today, bouncing off from that, it's now starting to be definitely... I would never say that I'm not a strong black woman and I know that no black woman would like to be like, oh, I'm not a strong black woman, but it's like we have to be one or the other. And mm-hmm. like other females in our um, our counterparts don't get treated that way. They're allowed to be feminine and cry and be over-emotional and express themselves and they're not called weak. It's just being feminine. But if we do it, it's like we've always been, almost been raised to be like, okay, don't show your tears don't show emotions in a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll get into it more. So I'm, I'm very passionate about this topic. Yeah? No, let's just get straight <laughs> into it. Like, um, have you, so let me ask, um, kind of as a, a starting point, have you felt pressured by that mantra in, like, personally? Yeah, I definitely have, 100%. In what ways? From, if I go back through... Um, going to secondary school you feel like you know when I'd been don't know if I've shared this on the past past podcast before but I I was bullied at secondary school mm-hmm. and showed anyone that I was bothered at school I'd only go home to my mum and tell my mum how I felt mm. I always felt like I had to be extra strong at school and then going into college college wasn't so bad because it was a bit more you know you know yourself a little bit more etc etc but Again, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I could trust people or open up to people. You feel I feel like I can't be vulnerable in certain aspects. Then at work, you know, meeting the whole mm-hmm. kind of majority um, Afro Caribbean school, and then growing up in Afro Caribbean community, and then kind of going to college. And there were it was more mixed at college, but you still kind of cling to your own, don't you? You find your tribe and you know the people that look like you type of thing. But at my first job, you know, you we are the minority going to work aren't we yeah exactly so I then felt like I had to be even stronger and tougher then and when I real, when I think back to to work I was I just used to cut you down like there was no space for nothing with me you couldn't mm-hmm. even talk to me too hard if I didn't like what I had, if I didn't like how you spoke to me how you went and I would tell you it was always very um I would say I was very abrupt I didn't have a lot of tact and I'm not saying that these are you know, you can be rude and dismissive to people as a strong as a strong black woman. But sometimes if we are not careful, it can come across like that because we practice it. We don't. It's always hard face. Don't let anybody in. You know, yeah. don't the inch or a mile. And to me, at the age I am now at 42, I'm tired of it. I don't want to be overly strong. I don't want to be overly just I don't need to be super because no one else not trying to be super. Why are we trying to be super? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I'm almost worn as a badge of honor i'm strong i don't show any weakness i can do everything i don't need nobody well really i don't think we were created to be like that i think mm-hmm. it's, i actually personally think it's gone too far now i agree i mean personally i my experiences are too well it, 
there it's two you can look at it in two ways so prior to moving to the UK as a like a Caribbean woman and my West Indian experience we there is also that idea that you must be tough that you must show your emotions or be a cry cry baby or you know um let people in and let people really know exactly how you're feeling so there's this whole like this this notion that you need to to be out outwardly like callous um and and then and of course I guess that's like an interpretation of being um strong but I found that for both men and women but particularly for women um well you know that the concept you know the fact that men are you know um they are taught not to show their feelings and so on but I found that that to be true for women particularly um you know coming coming from St Vincent and then when I moved here but I didn't I didn't feel like I had to prove certain things you know in the workplace because of the fact that I was a black woman Mm -hmm. but then moving over here even though I didn't experience anything overtly racist or maybe one or two microaggressions but nothing major but I felt within myself that I needed to have a particular persona or aura about me when I when I'm in the workplace and you know as a as a head of department I felt like I couldn't you you know as and and the fact that you're a woman as well you just feel like you can't um reveal or show certain vulnerabilities and I suppose that could go for any when you're in a leadership role you you do kind of feel that way but I felt more so responsible for like just hiding oh yeah hiding or concealing how you really feel about something because of the fact that I wanted to keep up with the whole well, you're a strong black woman, so of course you you, you can uh, can do it. Of course, people will see you um as resilient, and like you know, experiencing things like well, obviously my, my miscarriages, which we spoke about in the previous episode. Yeah, there was also um I also felt like I needed to just not not get over it because I knew. I knew facilities were in place for me to deal with um, what I was dealing with, but I just felt like I couldn't let people know exactly why there's certain things that I wouldn't do or say or act in a particular way. Like I just felt like I needed to be strong because that's what the expectation of, of, of a black woman is. And the other day I was thinking, but hold on, if it was somebody else, as you just hinted, like there's, they have, there's a lot more space for them to to kind of show those emotions. Yeah. I don't know if that was self, if it's something that I inflicted upon myself, but it's just our burden that I created my own self. But I just feel like maybe if I wasn't a, a black woman, I may not have felt that way. So it's interesting that we kind of place, we feel like we've placed these expectations on ourselves when really it's this mantra that has 
has you know has um infiltrated the way that we we act as women across across the um the diaspora so yeah well i think remember as far back obviously we know pre-enslavement you know Mm -hmm. kings and queens and you know civil and you know doing things in a certain way and having certain principles and all of this and that and I don't think those principles have gone anywhere but I think what we've done is adapted to our different environments so then moving forward into enslavement we are very known as strong you know I mean it's when you look back into history it's like we get we got we got got selected on how strong we looked yes exactly our hips were big enough for childbearing mm-hmm. and then we have learnt over time to suppress our emotions mm-hmm. our ambition you know to be very resilient and to be extremely independent because if we go back into if we look at america we have to remember that um I don't, the statistics leave my mind at this moment in time but a, a large percentage of the black males were incarcerated and killed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Women were literally the leaders of the communities raising how many children by themselves without the father so then it's becoming that it's not almost it's not it's strong in all these different types of ways yeah you know what i mean yeah but on our other counterpart self it's like okay if you cry everybody runs to your aid if you're a black woman that cries sometimes and I've even done it myself and I'm guilty of it. It's like, what's she crying for? Like, suck it up, get on with it. Exactly. Like, what, are you crying, what are you crying for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Suck it up, go on with yourself. And it's like, well, why are we like that when it comes to tears? That is somebody's emotions, that's somebody's sadness or happiness or joy or whatever it is. And why it's a natural that? Emo- feeling. It's it's completely normal to want to cry. This is like your body reacting physically to what you're experiencing so why do we why do we look at it as something completely negative well yeah. i a quote on um i put in strong black woman in google you know as i do and <laughs> as you do google google <laughs> for the win one of the quotes i've seen and i thought i'm definitely going to be sharing this it says i'm not going to say what well, i can't remember where it came from but one of the quotes it says a strong woman a strong black woman does not let a tear stain her face. And I start think it's like a tear is not supposed to be seen from us. Are we mm-hmm. not supposed to cry? Or are we not supposed to show that we're crying? Or are we just mm-hmm. to cry and move on? We can't really have that moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas, okay, I'll give you an example. A colleague that I once knew had an issue with um, a fellow counterpart, mm-hmm. you know, um, a European lady. Mm-hmm. She was with each other at work. And every time that it came to a meeting, the other counterpart would just cry and say she's not ready to talk about it and just wouldn't talk about it and then would just carry on. Mm. That issue never got dealt with because this person just cried. Now, if we did that every time we went into a meeting, just broke down into tears. It would be viewed as incompetent. Incompetent, you can't discuss, you can't explain. And I'm like, I've seen that at work many a time with our counterparts. I have, and I will give you another example as well. Um, in the same scenario that I talked about, you know, when I when I experienced a loss, yeah, um, I came back to work a lot earlier, and there was another colleague of mine who um experienced something similar, and the, her decision was to come back later, and of course, we talked about everybody going through things differently, and you know um 
the time that I might take to grieve might be completely different from somebody else and and things like that and we deal with grief differently right but the way that it was perceived was that oh you're you know you're um resilient you 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 know and I was championed for it and I thought well hold on if I had decided that I didn't want to come back at that particular time and I didn't have to how would I have been then looked at do you know what I mean yeah so yeah it's a, it's an in, interesting point there and also you you reminded me i think you you were the one who told me about it has anybody watched harlem yeah i, I wrote yeah. <laughs> not from the poem that she says yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, i mean sorry about that. The, they have a, like a whole episode on the notion of the strong black woman so um yeah guys check it out but it's the same thing that you're talking about this you know the the white woman tears and how those are perceived and taken as opposed to um, a black woman actually experiencing something quite severe and then that being brushed off so yeah I just thought I'd bring that up because you reminded me of it well, I took down some notes, and guys, these are not my words. This is taken from Harlem. Um, a show on, I think you can get it on Prime. Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So it's not my words, but I took down a few things from it. And it says, the strong black woman phrase or terminology is used as an excuse to, to say that we are so strong, that we're strong enough to take whatever anyone wants to put us through. Mm-hmm. Um. It's the world uses it as an excuse to relinquish its responsibility of when we have pain or when we're vulnerable um, to show that we're capable of everything and, you know, we don't need that extra care as anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, we're unlovable. We're allowed, we're not allowed to have support. And mm-hmm. it humanizes us because if we're so strong and we're so resilient and we are so capable of doing all these different things and turning, turning our hand to all these different things, then why is it then that we um would need anybody else or that we would need defending like other women or that yeah. we supporting like other women or that we would need thing you know even bef- off screen off screen uh, maybe one day <laughs> off mic <laughs> i was talking um me and tinda was t- tinda and i was talking about the fact that you know i was doing some diy today and i was like you know what i'm quite happy for a man to do the diy and I don't care if people want to say, oh, it's sexism, roles or whatever. I don't want to be there for 10 minutes screwing a screw into the wall because it hurts my arm. Mm-hmm. No, men can just do that. It, they are physically stronger. So what is wrong with me then saying, oh, babes, can you just do this? Or even if I don't have a partner, women that don't have a partner, getting an uncle or their dad or their granddad or whoever to help. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we've gone so far to think, I'm hoping that the younger generation is like, okay, if you need help... Okay. That a man needs to do what's wrong with asking them to do it it doesn't make you weak it makes you sensible mm-hmm. or even not not just the concept of uh, like a man within himself but like anybody like if you don't want to do it or you can't do it you seek help from somebody who's yeah. you know a lot more capable whether it's a man or another woman um but yeah we we have we have this 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 again no I keep saying the word notion that's my word of the day guys okay <laughs> notion notion like an essay always using the word notion but yeah this idea that 
um, we can do it all. Like we can be the um, the executive or the boss, be the boss B, and um, we can be the per like your perfect partner. You know, keeping the home. We can raise the children. We can get our nails done, our hair done, and look fly. We can work out, drink water. We can travel with our girlfriends and do this and that and keep our tears in when things really happen like it's it's unrealistic (laughs) yeah like and it's okay I think it was Gabrielle Union is it Gabrielle Union yes Gab Gab I, I love that girl that woman but she was saying something to the extent that like it's okay that one day you can be the boss you know that you you are it's fine but just know that one of the other things in your life will have to falter at that time and it's never it's never um continual it's always like okay if I'm gonna focus my attention on work this week and just kill everything just know that there are other things that are gonna take a hit and it's just making sure that you are prepared to rely on your village it's really about relying on people who are capable so again whether that's your partner your husband your you know your boyfriend your brother your father or um your uncle or your mom you know another person who can step in for you in those moments so that you can thrive when you need to give attention to what needs to be given attention to and then and know that you don't necessarily have to do it all because you can rely on the strength of other people and that for me is true strength like knowing what you're capable of and then being able to say okay I relinquish that because I know I cannot control it so can you do this for me this week and and so on and so forth and not feel like you need to carry that burden so yeah I thought that was um something quite it's also a level of wisdom because it's like okay we have all these different attributes to ourselves okay we're strong we're wise you know we're beautiful we can be obviously sensual we can be you know logical we can be emotional all these different things but when when do we need to use what Mm -hmm. and the whole concept of the strong black woman it's just like okay it's just strength is everything but we have to know when we need to show our weaknesses that's also a blessing to know when to be in the bible talks about you know jesus is our strength when we are at our weakest and if we never show our weakness and never admit and call out even you know on our god to say you know what god i'm weak please take over at this point you have to get you have if you're not going to do it with anybody else i would say that's the least that we need to be doing because you're just gonna break it's not natural to be so strong all of the time and 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 you know what happens when you like you're saying it's not natural and you pass that trauma on to your children and then you have a generational generational thing that happens where your daughters are dealing with the traumas of their own of their mothers and then they pass that down and then it just affects our community and generation after generation well you know what i did that's so interesting and i wrote it down here so this feeds in perfectly so i've said even with period pains yeah yeah even things like yeah go on go on tart the things then (laughs) 
actually, those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that I have a daughter. She's now 18. I remember her going through, obviously, coming to that time as a um, female and da, 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 da. And I remember actually saying to her, no, you know, when you got the pain, you know, you need to be able to go through it. You shouldn't be so quick to take tablets and this, that and the other. And the other day, I had to check myself. I'm like, I listened to myself. I'm like, why am I telling my daughter that she must deal with the pain of a period and that's part of being a woman? If you need to lie down, lie down. If you need to have a cup of tea, have a cup of tea. If you need to take a tablet, take a tablet. And I realised what I was doing to her and I had to check myself and Mm apologise. Where have I got this idea from that as women, we just need to suffer with the pains of having a period and not take any painkillers? It's how we've been conditioned to to think. And I really had to check myself and apologise to her. And it's only because I've realised... Like last, I think 2019, 2020, I've had that realisation that I'm trying to be, I will be strong when I need to be strong. But when mm-hmm. I can't do something before I need help, I'm done with being the strong black woman. I'm not interested. I'm tired. If I need help, I'm going to be asking for help. And I think, like, people that aren't of our culture don't understand that we carry this burden. Mm-hmm. And- and why why that why we act the way we act and we almost feel i almost feel like i'm not going to talk for all of black women because i'm just one i almost feel like you can't say and at work my last meeting i had a very hard time as you guys would have known that i've listened previously with lockdown and everything and i really had to sit down with um like my head of year and just open up to her and it felt so good to die i'd just be like you know what things have been really hard i feel like i have to be you know a strong black woman all the time when i said strong black woman she kind of looked at me so I'm thinking, do people even know that we have this thing? Yeah, am I, is this self-inflicted? Like, do people, is it just a thing that I walk around in my head with that people are not really aware of, but, like, I am so conscious of? So it's interesting that you say that because yeah, very often people don't, people aren't thinking about that. No, they're not thinking about that. They're not probably getting, getting, probably... I don't know, you can't say what people are thinking. But anyway, back to the period pains. So, and I thought to myself, why am I doing this? Now, I do understand from a medical point of view, from a scientific point of view, okay, it's not good to be taking tablets all the time. Your body's going to be getting used to it, etc., etc. But that is not how I explained it to my daughter. I explained it as if you need to be able to take the pain and deal with it. That's how I explained her. And that's not right. Like, sometimes you can't even move good and we're expected to just get up and go to work. Now, I know that. That's, that's a universal and when i say universal i mean like it's a thing that as i was just saying previously that we're conditioned to feel like as women it's not it's it's nothing like it's normal so like you know just suck it up and do what you need to do well actually you need to acknowledge that it does really affect your ability to perform some sometimes and therefore allowances need to be made for that so well, that's a whole other um, conversation because I know there I don't know if it's some countries or some companies that would offer days off for people who are on their period and have severe period pains and things but yeah I don't know okay so I have a new word for you I don't know you you know we know that team does it Expert, so you may know it, but as I was reading, I may not actually. <laughs> this strong black woman concept, a word came up, right? It's so, maledictive, maledictive, yeah, maledictive perfectionism, maledictive perfectionism, and it's talking about having a high personal performance standard and tendencies to be extremely self critical in self evaluations, okay. Mm-hmm. And- from a, a report written by Rice and Stewart, 2010. Mm-hmm. And I myself, is that why we're like this? Because we expect 
to always put ourselves at the highest standards and we're very very self-critical and mm-hmm. it all looks looks into um being able to kind of control situations mm. stop us from reaching out to help or showing again the same point showing vulnerability mm. so and then it talks about mm. characteristics such strengths strengths are characteristics characterized by determination to succeed having self-control being independent having a very strong work ethic and being self-sacrificing so always putting ourselves aside for everyone else's needs over overcoming obstacles with limited resources you know obviously in our community sometimes it can be coping with stress alone um providing support for everyone else but not really getting the support for ourselves and it all and then on a medical point of view, it say it, there's actually research going on to show that la- later on in life, if we continue this, this is what is causing our high blood pressures, our stress levels, even our cardiovascular health. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're saying, okay, strong black woman, we're tired. On another level, it can be very serious, and I've had first-hand experience of this. Yeah, you know, clearly, if you're not dealing with your stress levels or if you don't have an outlet or you feel like you can't express or and you feel like you need to suppress those emotions, then what's going to happen? It's definitely going to have an effect on your your physical body. And yeah, it's something. literally killing us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, it's in relation to the, the period point that you were making, it also made me think about um, childbirth and the... Um, the high uh, maternal death rate for black women in particular and a lot a lot of it of um, comes from um, the idea that we are able to tolerate pain so um, some some of our medical needs very often get ignored hopefully this is changing I know that a lot of hospitals now are making a conscious effort to to live out in the UK. I can only speak for the UK. Um, there, there's been like a conscious effort to ensure that, you know, Black women are given the care that they need, whether this is taking effect or not, I do not know, but this is what has been said. Um, but yeah, I think the, the whole idea of the strong Black women also transcends to the way in which um, women are black women are perceived to be able to tolerate pain and I know you spoke about your own experience when you you gave birth and how you were um, treated in hospital yeah. um, and if, if people like I don't know Serena Williams and Beyonce have gone through <laughs> similar experiences I mean well I want to say similar clearly not similar but they've had difficulties during childbirth as well mm-hmm. you know it just tells us the extent to which um this concept is so deep-seated within our um within our community mm-hmm. so, like it's like almost like you know the saying the blessing and the the bless something's a blessing and a curse at the same time mm-hmm. because as as much as it can be worn as like you know a coat of honor and you know something to be proud of it also you know becomes a liability then doesn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like almost like that's what we're cast as we're just strong black women and we can't be anything outside of that 
Mm-hmm. Well, for me, yeah, I'm... there's no, there's no leeway. There's no nuance, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna be when I need to be strong. Hopefully, I will have the wisdom. You know, they have that saying. You know, you have God to be give wise. me the wisdom to. Yeah, you have to be wise to know when to ask for help and what you know. You have to have that discernment when to ask for help, when to do something by yourself, when to talk about something, when not to talk about something. And it is a lot, but that is the life we lead. We have to know when and when not to. Your comings in and your goings out. But mm-hmm. I would say that for the past how many years, even from our mother's generation, it's been very much okay. We are strong. We will continue. We will mm-hmm. give everyone what they need even if we haven't got what we need so we're pouring out pouring out and if you don't have i would say any kind of spiritual life or prayer life or you don't have any kind of support when it's all said and done and you close your door in your house do you have any support in the house then who's pouring into you And this is why we can end up with the heart disease, with the diabetes, with the high blood pressures and all those kind of things. So even though on the one hand it can seem very external and just how society views us, that manifestation of us being like that can make yeah, us... Very- affects our health, yeah. When you say it like that, it's quite serious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, at some point prior to now because obviously with every year you comes growth and you know you begin to see things differently as you get older but maybe I would say maybe five four three years ago I thought you know the cons I would take pride in it like oh you know yeah strong black woman and like you look at images of maybe like people like Michelle Obama Beyonce, um, Serena Williams, like you get, and you think, wow, these are strong black women. And so I think, as in as much as it is damaging, I'm here trying to think, hmm, are there any benefits to it? I do, uh, at, at that point, I was thinking, you know, it's nice to just feel like as a black woman you 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 feel like you're part of that sorority but my brother I had a conversation with my brother some years ago and and at that time I was like yeah oh strong black woman and he was like but what 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 makes you guys strong like honestly (laughs) in comparison like you know you are you're women yes and as individuals you have people who who have done like great things like you know but why is it that we have this thing of the strong black woman like why are you guys putting that on yourself and at the time I was like we're strong because we've been through slavery and our generations had to deal with this this and that and he's like yeah but still like why are you putting it on yourselves because it's more just a burden and I didn't really see it that way at the time I feel if I were to answer his question I would say that even though for me now I am very selective about when I kind of take that persona around and when I don't I'm trying really hard to know when it's useful and when it's not but at the time I still feel like it's a necessity I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't see society just being like, oh yeah, you know, you can be go out there and be vulnerable and just, you know, kick, 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 kick with people and for them to not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I feel like the world's a very horrible place sometimes and not to sound doom and gloom, there are some beautiful people in the world and there are some very kind people and some very godly, godly people. I'm not saying that that's not true, but to just 
to, for me personally to just completely put my guard down and not have that level of strength about me with my blackness with my feminineness I just think I, I just would feel dumb not to go out with that armor on me I really would mm-hmm. oh, yeah it's a difficult thing to shake so even now like I'll put on my well, you know and I know you like to dress up to like so you put on your outfit and you're like yes I got it like I've just breastfed my child like I'm ready I've, I've put on my work outfit I'm driving to work and I'm like yeah I got this like <laughs> Well, right. I think you're supposed to leave the house thinking, no, I don't got this. You can't. <laughs> well, of course not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I think in that respect, like it works in a in in a in a beneficial way because you're like, yeah, I got this. I'm a strong woman, um, and you feel you can you can feel empowered by it. But I guess the point is that you shouldn't feel like um that needs to be you all the time like that can be you but you can also be vulnerable yeah. you know what I mean so yeah I just feel like it's not all we are we are many things just like just like a male can be many things just like anybody male or female can be many things you know in their human capacity mm-hmm. but, you know at this point in our generation now for women of our age group and for the younger ones coming up and the older ones as well we have to acknowledge that it's not okay it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to have weaknesses and it's okay to discuss those obviously you know be wise pick and choose who you talk to and who you share with but it's not it's not a bad thing to you know let your guard down at times and you mm-hmm. have to because it's just, I think there's a lot of mistrust in in our communities. Oh, um, you know, just the whole idea of airing out your dirty laundry in public. Um, the way that we, I think, well, it's changing now, hopefully, but the way that we've been looking at mental health, like, oh, you're you're crazy if you (laughs) if you exhibit any. You know, if if you you want to go to see a therapist, or it's it's viewed as oh you're going crazy now, you mad, uh, um and 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 then think about the the mad black woman as well, the angry black woman, <laughs> you know, like oh wow, it's so true. It's know. it's so difficult to break that, but hopefully we can. Black woman is it? It's never never the royal black woman. It's never the regal black woman. It's never the. <laughs> it's always strong and mad. Look at the. <laughs> Um, the angry black woman angry black like woman. what happened the aggressive black woman <laughs> mm-hmm. diary of a mad black woman you watch that movie yes <laughs> every time I see that guy I'm just like I'm, mad <laughs> I'm like he can't shake that character at all Oh, that lady. Okay, so I have a quote for you from our auntie, Maya Angelou. Miss Maya Angelou, rest in peace. So she's, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come back from it. Mm-hmm. and that was one of the quotes that kind of hit me when I was looking at the whole strong black woman concept and theory and where it came from etc etc I was thinking to myself 
if we are never defeated and if we never show weakness or vulnerability, how do we know what we can arise from? Because we exactly. spend all time. And I'm not saying we shouldn't win, and I'm not saying we should all. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be successful or anything like that. So, listeners, please don't take it that way. But sometimes it's not your path to be in that place, mm-hmm. and sometimes it is what you need. You know, you needed to not be there, or you needed to lose for that lesson to be taught to you. Mm-hmm. And it was consistently being overly strong and you know always trying to win and as again I said I don't mean winning in terms of go and get the bag and all of that you know Instagram lifestyle that's not what I mean but we when I say win like we our strength must override everything Mm. it's not for us sometimes it is a defeat but it's not a defeat that you sit down from and never get up from again it's a defeating whereby you learn the lesson from from what from what the circumstances are so you can learn something about yourself and be a better person instead Mm -hmm. of well you know I wasn't strong enough for that or I didn't deal with that properly maybe mm-hmm. you with it exactly as you should have dealt with but now you cannot see past yourself we cannot see past the fact that okay we've been vulnerable now but what lesson was we supposed to learn so that's kind yeah. of what I got from that and I thought it was quite powerful so I just it is quite powerful and it's about understanding that failure isn't the end yes um and but actually sometimes you need to to be defeated or you need to fail so that you know what your strengths are and you know how to go about some things differently so that next time you can win um and then viewing just just changing your whole mindset like if something goes wrong you didn't get the job that you wanted to get or something happened and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to you can it's okay to just be in that moment and feel what that moment is without feeling that you need to hide it or um, obviously you share it with who you need to share it with you're not gonna shout it out to the whole world you know if you want to then fine but like it's just about understanding that this is what you're experiencing and that experience is also valid it doesn't make you less of a woman but actually it's something that you can as 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 Maya said, you can rise from, but you'll only rise by acknowledging it. If you just keep ignoring that and or just figuring or thinking that it's a disappointment and then allowing that to kind of gnaw at your your life, then it's not going to have a positive impact on you. So yeah. yeah. But I'm um, sorry. I was gonna ask Go on. Go on. Oh, do you think <laughs> that the the idea of the strong black woman has a negative effect on our men? Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier about knowing when, when and when not to. Because mm. our strength is a different type of strength. Mm. And I think that we need to walk in our purpose and to kind of know our role. Now, when I said that, I can hear almost people saying, what do you mean your role as a woman? I can do anything I want. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> absolutely fine, but you can't do anything you want if you want to be in a relationship because it's give and take. Mm-hmm. 
the when you're going to be, when you've grown up to be, I'm strong, I'm black, I'm independent, da, 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 I don't need nobody. That, what you're resonating and what you're, co- what you're cultivating, that is going to be your habit. So when you now get with um, a male counterpart and he wants to lead on things and he wants to yeah. have a, he wants to say how things should be done and you're constantly telling one, no, it needs to be done like this, it needs to be done like that. Well, what do you need him for then? Mm-hmm. what do you need him for and if i want to get technical if it's just the d then you can go and buy a toy now <laughs> so really what's the want someone in your life for yeah if you're just gonna just do everything your way and be so strong to the point where you don't need that male strength you don't want, you don't want to hear no one else's opinion you know things have to be done your way and I would say speaking for myself you don't realize you're doing it sometimes you have to be checked and some some of us stronger women don't like to be checked because it's like well who are you to tell me well I'm your man and I thought we were doing this together and I thought that you know I could I could say things and I could in you know I, you can tell me about myself I can tell me about yours some women don't want to hear nothing about themselves agreed and it's so like people are probably like i'm actually talking about i know i'm 100 percent right some black strong women don't want to hear about themselves Mm. let me tell you something if somebody loves you and somebody cares about you they're going to tell you the truth and sometimes the truth is about you and sometimes the truth you may not want to hear it it may hurt but it's better to listen to it if you want your relationship to be successful and into something that's sustainable then you just throwing your toys out the practice hear something that you don't want to hear it doesn't work like that mm. and i'm not talking i'm not trying to talk, talk down on anybody or cast dispersions on anybody's relationship but when you've got to know um your ma- even with male friends it's like wow there should if you're just going to talk them down and get them to agree with you or that you all the time then what's the point you might as well talk to yourself in it <laughs> true true so for me mm. i think it affects us i do think it affects our relationships and i think that a lot of us i think it's got better i do think it's got better as the younger generations come up observing certain things around me but i do do think that because we've done so for ourselves by ourselves we now some women like to the point where they don't need a man per se it's just like wow yeah i just i want the um, physical attention and that's it but they're a person too and that's not all they bring because if you turn it around when a man just says he just wants a woman for her physicality that's seen as disrespectful yeah i when a woman wants to be like yeah i just want to go to his house i just want to do what i'm doing i'm just gonna leave is that nice is that nice it's the same thing is it not yep so for me i do think it affects relationships i do think it affects the black men I don't know if they, I'm not, obviously I can't speak for men because I'm not a man, but I will say this. Going back to, I would say, my parents' generation and the kind of whole raster culture and stuff like that, there was a lot of men having multiple women. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I was, my brother was discussing this as well, the women then are now by default competing with each other. Oh. So not only do we have an issue with the men for treating us those, those ways and not respecting us and there for us and helping to raise the kids and being in the home, they're all over the place with this woman, that woman, got two kids here, three kids there, whatever, whatever. We now see those other women are now our competitors because you've took my man and you've slept with my man and you've had kids, you've had kids with my man. So my children are now siblings with yours and I didn't even know it was happening. Mm. So you. And then that angst is then transferred to the, to the children and... So on and so on and so forth 
that and it just breeds trauma from the, from the women it breeds trauma to the children and then but still we need to be a strong black woman so now we don't even talk about it we don't talk about it. we don't talk about it um it's hidden and i would i would love to know and this could be a very good episode actually if we could get two women that have been in that situation whereby they've had children for the same men they didn't know this was happening and how they now deal with each other i know mm-hmm. people, obviously you had the alicia keys situation where she ended up with um is it swiss beats yeah was married to the other lady before and you know a blending family they have blended yeah and, and like well oh i don't want to even want to talk about will smith but that, no, even Will Smith and yeah, I am you know the two women Jada and one. Jada. I don't know the other woman's name. Yeah, I don't know her name, but do you see what I'm trying to say. But those particular situations, I don't know. Like it, it was like one one situation hadn't finished and you started another. But I know particularly in Hansworth, in Newtown, in Lazales, in my areas where I've where I've grown up, there are a lot of these big bubble raster man that have just got 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 kids with different, different women that don't even know about each other. And the kids are meeting. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but the kids are finding out about each other in their 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. That's caused issues. No, but it's a serious problem. It's a serious, yeah, serious thing. And then... To do all of it by herself while you're just out here throwing it around. Yeah. So then now... And that's why, why a lot of women... Don't respect you. Yeah, and they... they because they've had to experience that it's like well okay you're not in my life so I've got to do what I've got to do to look after my kids feed my kids and do everything as a woman and I have to be strong because who who do I have to rely on right and then I can't go I can't go crying to my mother or crying to this that because they'll be like oh I I told you or I you know you didn't want to listen or whatever so you get chastised for it so everything is just kept um internally so that's another another issue that would be a great episode though then they teach their daughters that way you don't need no man I raised you myself exactly yeah 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 so when that child when that daughter grows up now and meets a man and has children with him and he's trying to interact and do things for the child and she's just butting in no don't do it like that i didn't have a father and i came out fine and did it not mm-hmm. really got a bag of issues. damage because not only are you strong because you've gone through all of this stuff so yeah you are strong but your strength is almost abused if that makes sense do you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. not in the right way agreed so it's it's the the levels to it. Um, yeah, yeah but you you yeah. I feel the same way as you expressed with regards to it. Does it affect men? So yes, it, you know, um, because if you're in a relationship, then it's a two way process, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be vulnerable with that person. And so very often we, maybe because of the way we've been raised or whatever it is, we just feel like well or how soon we get into a relationship as well sometimes we just feel like well this is how I've done it this is me if you don't like it well too bad when in reality we need to kind of just have a reciprocal vibe between oh man and I've heard men say this men that are my friends men that are my family members they don't want no woman that can't show no vulnerability and Mm. I when you take it or leave but it. I would like a ma- my man must show vulnerability too oh that's a whole other other conversation <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <something. laughs> but yeah I think you have I, to- I can't be vulnerable alone you gotta come yeah. oh, 
100%. But I would say, speaking in terms of the strong black woman topic, mm-hmm. we know when to show our vulnerability and when not to. And it yeah. is, you've never shown your vulnerability and never let your guard down. It's a big step to take. Yeah. So, like, the last couple of years, I've took, taken that step and I've had to be like, do you know what? I really need help with this or I'm not sure what to do here. Or even I'm at my wit's end, like, really? I can't mm. do it. I just need a break. Yeah. And I think it's been even harder with obviously the pandemic or plan mm-hmm. want to call it and then on top of all of that for me i'm the type of person that would be like okay i've booked my holiday i'm going to the caribbean in such a i just feel like there's just no escape you were just trapped right now yeah yeah so if you don't have those friends if you don't have that relationship if you don't have no one you can talk to if you're not um a believer so you don't even pray or you don't read about anything you know any spiritual upliftment i think i would urge everybody to get um accountability partners you know a decent set of friends or even if you've got some kind of social media group or something i think everybody needs something and i'm talking in terms of everybody obviously we are talking about strong black women so if you are out there feeling like okay i'm at my wit's end i don't want to show any vulnerability because you know i am strong and i don't want to be seen as weak or whatever it's okay i would mm. like to it's okay and you, it's you, okay you need to do that Agreed. You know, something just came into my head. How does it go? It's okay. As you may have heard. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know that song. It's an old school hip hop song. You know, I love my hip hop. But yeah. I thought it's some gospel you were coming with. (laughs) It's not gospel. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't gospel. I'm trying to think of. There's a song that goes, It's okay. It's all right. That's um Whitney Houston. Is it Whitney Houston? No. No. Not Whitney Houston. Okay. Oh gosh, how does it go? Anyway. <laughs> how, did <laughs> get, how did we get here today? <laughs> how do I know? No, that's not it. That's how will I know? No, that's completely different. But um yeah, I think I've recovered everything we wanted to talk about. Everything. But I would say to you, remember we're doing what's new with you. So, um, I will go first. Okay. So, what's new with me is I am no longer interested in being a strong black woman. R.I.P. to me. I'm not interested. I'm black. I'm a woman. And I'm strong when I need to be. So, that's that's what I would say about that. And I would also encourage, I would like to be, um, I don't think I'm not supportive. I would definitely say I'm not a supportive person because I know that I am, but supportive to more people. Okay. I can do better supporting more people when I can see. You know when your spirit just shows you that person mainly talking to, not talking to, like, telling off, but talking to, like, somebody to talk to? Maybe they're not my friend. Maybe I don't know you. But if I see that, I'd like to be able to say, you know what, especially for my fellow black sister in, you okay? Do you need, you know, do you need any help? You know mm-hmm. like, okay with you and not feel tangibly yeah yeah to be able to do that because i think sometimes i see those things and i'm like well no i don't i'm not gonna get you know that's messy i ain't touching that (laughs) yeah that's not okay because how i wasn't meant to do that and then that person's missed out on an opportunity because they may just needed to have talked or even if they just turn around and say no thank you so much for asking at least they know that you've offered that i've offered at least i've done the right thing rather than just seeing a situation and leaving it i wouldn't say i'm guilty of it a lot of the time but i can when on reflection i can see well because i'm just so caught up in my own 
and we just you know we do have this strong black woman theory going in our head it's like okay just get on with what you're doing and mind your business but sometimes Mm -hmm. we may need to mind someone else's business Mm. and just be each other's keeper sometimes definitely so that's my thought that's my what's new with me what's new with in there what's new with me i've decided that i just need to be more open and honest um when it comes to how I feel about things so sometimes I because I'm just generally an easygoing person I'll just be like yeah I'll go along with it or I'll just smile it off or (laughs) it's awkward I'll just kind of brush it off but I feel like I if if there's something that is said or done or somebody asks me to do something or like I, I feel like I just need to be authentically me. So if I feel like doing it, I should say, yeah. And I don't have to explain myself. Or if I don't, you know, it's no, I don't want to. And just be open and honest enough to say, this is how I'm feeling. Um, and then, and, and that transcends to everything. So work, um, you know, and personal life as well. Just being mm-hmm. authentic to who I am as an individual I'm not kind of playing into what people's expectations of of me might be or um what people want from me because of um well whatever for whatever reason you know just just being authentic and not always explaining as well I find sometimes yeah you don't have to like no oh but I no no is no reason no is no and moving keep it moving man i'll let you know (laughs) i'll let you know like no i will not be doing that my contract is not (laughs) i'm just joking but um have to we have to because sometimes as we were discussing um earlier on you know we want to be over professional and we want to or be overcritical and we want to make sure we're ticking other boxes and sometimes it's like we'll be ticking other boxes by ourselves yep the, the lead and then we're like why are you doing that? why did you do that uh, and i'm yeah. like uh because then actually you don't really have an, an actual reason and you're like mm, okay but yeah <sighs> so i feel like i've expressed myself good today i've had like i've actually had a really good time discussing that and i feel i really did you know i missed this podcasting thing girl <laughs> i feel really bad and like the strong black woman thing i've really put it to rest and i really want to what else i would say before we um wrap it up is that i really want to um just keep reminding myself of that because i know the type of person i am i can be quite headstrong when i'm ready so i want to be like okay just check yourself jay we're not well you know you know you said accountability person so i've heard you (laughs) (laughs) i've heard you and i will check you (laughs) i don't want to be like why am i doing everything for myself by myself and especially because i'm the wedding's coming up it's like it's our wedding we are doing it together um have you, told, have you told the people well they know you have a fiance so oh yeah the people we i have a fiance and we have they a know you have a fiance that, that's as much the wedding's coming up soon <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so excited <laughs> yeah so um yeah with that and that whole you know it's a big project for the both of us and i just want to 
I don't want to be like, oh, babe, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I want it to be us. And I find sometimes with weddings, from what I've seen, it's very much the bride, the bride, the bride. No, 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 we are getting married and we are going to be in a marriage and I would like us to have our wedding day. Do you know what I mean? Yes, there's a lot of things that aren't influenced by me, but that's because he's okay with them being influenced by me. Not Mm -hmm. because I've just said, oh, this is how I want it. Mm -hmm. So mm. that, that's this is going to be. Okay, a t- he's not going to choose your your bridesmaids' dresses and all of that. You're going to be. No, there's but- certain things that you're just going to want to do, like well, you know, have a handle on. Yeah. But he'll have a handle on whatever else it's, it's, you guys decide. So. Yeah. So yeah, that that with me. That is what's going on with me. But we've been here an hour, babes. I didn't it's think been we'd an get- hour. Good. Yeah. All right, then, so we're going to say our goodbye. So good afternoon, good evening, good, good night. night. Everybody has enjoyed the podcast. Um, like, subscribe, follow, all that. Been real. Layers on layers, guys. Toodles. Bye.